Hello and welcome to the Career Empowerment Podcast. My name is Kyle Gantos, and I believe you are happier when you love your work and the people you share it with. In 2013, I founded MeetYourGig.com with a single mission to empower purpose-driven business leaders with the competitive advantage, confidence, and connections to maximize career fulfillment. And over the past three years, I'm proud to say that our innovative training has helped over a thousand executives cultivate a steady stream of target jobs, launch consulting businesses, and increase sales. My goal for this, the Career Empowerment Podcast, is to share valuable perspective, inspirational stories, and actionable tips to help you do the same. When I'm not interviewing visionary entrepreneurs, market-disrupting innovators, or rock star clients, I plan to field your questions and transform any challenge into a growth opportunity. In this first ever episode of the Career Empowerment Podcast, I'm excited to introduce you to a gentleman with some truly refreshing leadership perspective, humility, and values. If you haven't found your dream boss, partner, or client, this man will illustrate that the perfect fit is out there if you have the courage to pursue your vision. Moreover, his organizational development philosophy and formula for sustained employee and customer success will inspire you to work smarter to advance your career or business. Kerry Stover is the Chief Operations Officer at Pariveda Solutions, a leading management consulting firm headquartered in Dallas-Fort Worth. Prior to architecting and fueling the unprecedented 10-time Inc. Magazine 5,000 fastest growing company, he spent time at world-class organization Siemens and Accenture before founding and scaling his own startup. Kerry sits on multiple boards, is an active volunteer, a husband of 35 years, and a father of two. Needless to say, you're going to learn something by absorbing his wisdom. So without further ado, meet Kerry. Uh, Kyle, I'm honored. Uh, I'm Kerry Stover. I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Parveda Solutions. Uh, my role is the COO is really what the CEO doesn't want to do. Uh, so my job is I'm accountable for all sales and delivery activities of our consulting work across the U.S. Wow, and uh, and that that uh, I know that the company's been expanding rapidly, and uh, just some some of my own preliminary research going to the website. I know it's a, an employee-owned company, which is very very unique, and uh, certainly Carrie, we we talked briefly before our chat today, and. Um, you know, you've you've got you you've obviously built a very unique culture, and I, I just uh, one of my first questions I want to ask you is, what's one aspect of your work that you're most passionate about? I'd say um, the reason that I really get up every day and enjoy being part of Pariveda is its commitment to developing people, and my ability to have a lens and to take the lens of developing people in the decision-making process. It is our core purpose to develop people to their fullest potential, uh, everybody in the company. And we uh, tell everybody when they join, you have an opportunity to get to vice president in our company. Uh, my role is I've got, you know, I'm accountable for our 550-ish consultants across the company. I deal daily with roughly 30 of them in various ways. And it's not as found, it's really not a management role, but it's around a talent development role that I get to put a lens on how I help them through decision making, how we work through the ways of strategizing for the future. That is a real pleasure. 
And, uh, well, I mean, just and before we get to the next question, I, I, I want to pause there and go into that a little bit more because I think w one of the things we're always trying to do or is, is try to help people further develop themselves. And I think, you know, a lot of companies may say the right thing, but it's, it's evident with your unprecedented growth that it really does start on an individual level. Um, how do you, you know, maybe it sounds simple, but, you know, execution, to be able to do that to 500 people um, and to maintain it and to grow it um, and to inspire it to, you know, I'm assuming to be passed down from them to their team. How, you know, maybe if you wouldn't mind just to go a little bit more in depth in that and anything else you would add to, you know, to say it's one thing to execute it is, is something altogether different and, you know, what's your secret there? What's, what's your, how, how do you execute that? I believe every company has a purpose. Um, it's founded for a purpose. Um, companies exist to do something and people make decisions based upon the purpose that they see that they're fulfilling. Parivada was founded uniquely by uh, Bruce Ballinger, the CEO and, and founder, when he was ready to retire, but friends asked him to start a consulting company and he said he'd only do it if it would be about developing people. And from that moment, we have set our purpose as to be around developing people. Holding purpose, understanding purpose is critical. Um, employees, if you don't have a stated purpose, and then your employees know what the purpose is. And you may not like the way that they phrase it. It may be because the founders are here to get rich and they know that. And they just maybe think they're going to get rich along with them. It may be that there's great customer success stories that the company wants to do. Whatever the purpose is, it is central to your decision making. We are centered on the belief that there is greatness in developing people to be great people, to be great advisors, to be great architects, and that companies would benefit from our consulting services from those people. So each decision we make is flavored by how does it help us develop people? And if you keep that center, um, it allows us to keep that a focus. If your intention is to build a company that is to um, have an exit strategy for the founders, you have that you have that in your decision making model that's not bad it just isn't going to be as fulfilling to everybody um, as something that is about what people get from being with you versus what the founders get from the uh, uh, from you know building a company that's flipped at some point in time wow that I any, anyone who knows me anyone who's worked with me that that answer just gave me goosebumps and uh I, uh, it's refreshing. It's refreshing to hear, um, and, and more refreshing to actually see it in action, uh, and to know that I, I'm assuming you're, by that nature, you're, you're attracting people who want to be developed. You're attracting people who have purpose. You're attracting people who want to be the best they can be and want to be in a culture where everyone, everyone is, is pushing them to be, and decisions are getting made for the right reasons, uh, as opposed to, you know, maybe for the, the interests of just a few. So that's, I, uh, Really, really have tremendous respect for that, and I, I know a lot of our listeners will as well. Um, just, just to, to build on that, Carrie, um, what's your philosophy or your formula for sustained professional success? And I know maybe there's some overlap here, but um, you know, just as a separate question, what's your general philosophy or formula? People build 
their expertise and often don't build their persuasive abilities at the same time and their network that goes with that. And so I believe professional success is about building a set of relationships that surround you while building your skills and expertise in whatever field you are, either as an executive, as an entrepreneur, um, as an individual contributor um, in a professional practice of some sort, uh, that going deep in a subject is great, but if you don't have the network that people trust for you to advise them with and that you can help share how they can benefit from your ideas, then you're subject to what others call you for and what you're known for rather than you uh, in a network, rather than just having a network of your own that people know you and will call you. So we teach at Parivata the value of everybody straight out of college, staying in touch with the people that you went to school with. Um, They're going to grow in their careers. It's hard to call somebody when you're out trying to sell something, quote unquote, and you haven't talked to them for 10 or 20 years, um, how good of a friend are you? How good of a connection are you? So people often rise to a level of expertise and forget that they needed a network along the way. And early in your career, for those of you aspiring to be professional executives someday, build that network and make it real and active in your life on a daily basis. Wow. Um, very, very powerful. Uh, Carrie, what, one thing I, I find uh, interesting with a lot of the, a lot of the entrepreneurs, executives, uh, successful people I've met is they always seem to, to your point, uh, kind of the network within a network, uh, uh, mentors, uh, advisors uh, who've had a profound impact on, on either them professionally or personally I wonder if, if, if you can think of one mentor, and maybe you have several, but if you could think of one mentor and how they impacted your career trajectory. I think the, the one that was most impactful was in my second um, step on my journey in uh, my professional career when I moved to work uh, with what is now Accenture, and I worked for a gentleman by the name of Dave Armour. And Dave was always able to see opportunity in the midst of anything. And it really taught me that whatever the situation is, there is opportunity, there is growth, there's, um, um, there is a positive aspect to it. There is, um, it, instead of seeing threats, to look for opportunities and ways to enhance and develop and go beyond what the art of the possible is. And by being that uh, mindset, uh, that growth mindset and being creative, uh, you can go beyond what many people see. And so I give Dave a lot of credit for that uh, as I worked with him for the first 10 years of my consulting career and an amazing uh, man who I still remember today. Wow. Um, couple couple questions here I, I think that uh, probably some people would, would love to answer and then others would you know kind of cringe and uh, we'll start with with the the, the fun one for, for many uh, what's which professional achievement are you most proud of Carrie and, and why I was I'd say the, the point where I felt, and I still hold it with pride, is when I was named partner um, at Accenture. 
Um, it happened right as my mother was dying, and it was very fulfilling for her to know that that was about to happen even on her deathbed, and it made me feel uh, very proud to have been a son that fulfilled because she she didn't get to go to college. She wanted all the kids to go off to college and do something, um, and it allowed her to see something from her only son uh, in the last days of her life. What a what an amazing feeling that must have been for both. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: I appreciate your you know uh, opening up to us, Carrie. Uh, that's I really do appreciate that. Um, what what would you say? And then this is I, I think I, I always find it fascinating how as a society I think we tend to look at failure as a bad thing, and and I think that that diminishes the hard work and the learning opportunities that come with failure and, and we kind of idolize successes but as a society we tend to overlook all the hard work and the learning opportunities the time and uh, the effort that went into becoming or achieving that level of success and uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, what would you say is is your greatest failure or I should say learning experience and, and how did it make you better 2009 was not a good year for a lot of companies, Parivata included, and we thought we had prepared ourselves and could ride out the recession. And um, we have a sabbatical program, so I was uh, in charge as our CEO was on sabbatical that summer. And we had clients defaulting on us. We had issues with the bank, who was uh, our loan, our line of credit covenants were. Uh, way out of whack we had to do something and we came to the conclusion we needed to um, we needed to cut back and the learning moment to me was in the face of having to admit that we couldn't write out this when we thought people could come to admit we had not been transparent with people that we were surprising them with the news because we had not been as transparent with our financials uh, with them um, and also the learning moment was to hold the purpose of developing people. So instead of doing what many consulting companies would do, which is who's on the bench and you're out of a job, we looked and said, who has the most potential and who is not going to have the longest term potential with us? And we made decisions about uh, the potential. And if people were deemed to be on the low potential, lowest potential range, um, they were told that they would be given a full severance. We did not cut back our severance policy. They were told that they had until the contract they were working on would be uh, would would end, that then they would go on severance. So that would give them, in some cases, six months of runtime before they found uh, a new job, before they got their severance, and many found their jobs right away um, you know, when they went to, to look. And when we announced it to the company that we had this layoff, uh, we had told everybody in advance, everybody uh, was treated fairly in terms of the sense that most of the people who were laid off, I think only one was on the bench. We laid off people and had to dip into our pockets to hold on to our principle of we're going to treat people as humans and we're going to focus on talent development. Um, And while the bubble burst that we couldn't ride out the recession, we sort of created a new strengthened feeling about our commitment to our purpose that people who were here uh, now nine years ago 
can still recall that day and how, how, how proud they felt of the way in which we treated people and we didn't just do what any company would do. Uh, we dipped into our pockets to hold, to hold true to our values and make that commitment. So I felt really bad about not being able to guide the company through the recession. And I feel really bad about having to let people go that I made a commitment to. Uh, but most of them um, feel, uh, you know, came and still are in relationships with us in our alumni network and hold on to that day and have gone on to uh, goodness in their careers and people here still remember how we treated them as a watermark event for how we are committed to our values. Wow. Talk about, talk about integrity right there. Um, that's I don't, I don't know if anybody else is listening, but I'm, I'm I, you know, I, I, I want to learn more. I, 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 I really, re, I really respect the, um, really respect the values, um, and it, and 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 you can hear the the genuineness in it. And I, again, Carrie, I, I, I don't, I know that probably a lot of people would would never even have the courage to go there with that answer. But I appreciate your transparency, and it, it says a lot about who you are and and Paraveda as well. Um, You've shared a lot of po positive things that that I, I would think that anyone who's who's looking for a fulfilling, purpose-driven career would would be excited about. But uh, is there anything you haven't mentioned when when I ask the question? What's the best part about working for Paraveda Solutions? In order to set up an environment where we can focus on purpose, we remove friction. Uh, so, for example, um, we don't have quotas on promotions. So in many firms, quotas are made and people are placed into quartiles and only people in certain quartiles can get certain things. Um, so we remove the friction by saying if, um, if you uh, – so we publish all of the expectations of performance at every level of the company across 50 to 60 different, uh, different uh, competencies. And we create a short description and people are – it's published. People can read it. And we tell people, if you want to be promoted, uh, make certain that you're demonstrating that you're meeting the expectations of your current level and that you can then see what the expectation changes are at the next level. And you can see that you can begin to show the opportunity for that. So people are willing to collaborate because they know that they're not competing for a scarcity model called promotions. Uh, they're not scared, uh, competing against salary ranges because everybody at the same level in the company gets paid the same amount, subject to a geo cost of labor acquisition differential for higher cost markets. And so we're not competing uh, like I, uh, all the college hires join us. They get a starting salary higher than last year's college hires, and they make almost as much money as the people who joined us you know, two years ago. That's not fair. We, anytime we bring in college hires and our college hire increases, it ripples up all the way through the company so that we don't have different salary schedules based upon what year you go. Again, the goal is to remove friction to create collaboration, which will be in the best interest of developing people because they're willing to help each other grow. And it turns out to be a great deal for our clients to get tremendously inspired people who want to do great things and they're not threatened by if they do something, it might not. Um, if they help one of their friends, it might help the client, but it might not let them see it look so good. We take that out of the equation. Wow. I, uh, 
Having worked in a lot of different environments, uh, so, some where you could see where the incentives were, some where you could see that the structure, you know, maybe what the goal was, the structure was not conducive to making that happen. I just the the, the more you share, the the more excited I get. Not not only for for you know for anyone in the workforce who who's been dreaming of what Carrie's describing, but also you can see how how that. You know, I, 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 you can immediately see the value that your organization provides to clients because if you can help them understand at the top level down the benefits of, of thinking a little bit differently than most companies, then, you know, it still takes a commitment. It still has to happen. But if, if, if they see it and then you can help them understand it and then build a process around it, it you know, I can just imagine the value that you, you guys have created for your clients. Uh, it's, it's a different way of thinking. And in my mind, and hopefully many of those who are listening, it, it makes it makes the world a better place. Um, takes special people to to, to do it, um, and 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 be committed to it. Uh, but it's incredibly fulfilling, I, I, I imagine, to be a part of it. So, um, man, uh, so Carrie, what, when we look at the future, uh, what is what excites you about Paraveda Solutions? Uh, you you've talked about. The, the, the purpose and the mission it was built on. You've talked about some of the obstacles that you've had to go through as an organization and what you learned from it. You've talked about your, your fundamental philosophy and how it's, it's individually built. Um, you've removed the friction. As you peer ahead and all this opportunity and, and I, I suppose chaos in different markets, and a, you know, what do you see? What excites you about the future? When Bruce and I um, talk, we talk about building a company that is better um, in the marketplace and for developing people than the one that we leave behind. And it won't be seen by the second generation of leaders who um, are those that have learned from us and been with us, but it's going to be from the third generation of leaders 20, 30 years from now who never met us never knew of us except in you know history books of Paraveda. And they're building a better and growing a better company than the one that we left. That's our aspiration. Uh, when I uh, uh, came to Paraveda, it was Bruce's intention that we build a company that would live for 100, 1,000 years, that one would be infinite in nature so that it wasn't out uh, to be subject to the sways of any CEO, but its purpose was held true. Um, and so for me, the purpose is really, am I building the future leaders that will do this job in an environment that I can't predict, I can't understand, because it will have different technologies, different socioeconomic uh, implications, and they're adaptive enough and bright enough and can lean on the experience and the principles we taught them to apply new ways of doing things under the same principles in that market that I can't see. That's my objective. And so I hope to be on a beach someday reading about that third generation of leadership and their success in the Wall Street Journal uh, while I'm relaxing and just put a smile on my face. I can, I can visualize it. Um, I, uh, gosh, and every, every, every answer is better than the last one. And I, I really, I mean, I, I hope, uh, there's a lot to learn from from what we're discussing, what Carrie's sharing here. Um, Carrie, I, I, I don't even I don't even know what you have left in the in the tank to be able to answer this question. But it's the if if I wrote you a blank check, how would you, how would you invest it into Paraveda? 
you're going to be surprised at this answer, but we wouldn't take it. Um, I am surprised. <laughs> but, I'm, you know, more, uh, but I'm curious as the reason. Well, you know, um, the, the, we, we have been self-funded since our founding, and it causes us to have a sense of stewardship for the future um, and a sense of ownership mentality and the ability to make decisions in the moment to do certain things. Um, and what I would hate to do is have a source of funding that didn't have sort of a, a, a burden to carry, if you will, that would, would allow people to get something for, and, and I'm just using your analogy as, as you shared it for free or, or with some other implication, whatever it is, and then have to change their decision-making style for a moment um, and lose that sense of we built this on our own and it's our money and it's our company's and it's our employees' money that we have at hand. Um, and so that's sort of why we really value that aspect of it. Um, and, you know, the blank check. Would I, would I love to have some, you know, money to go open up international offices and get there faster? Sure. And, you know, if I found money on the street and I, you know, need it and, if you did give it to me, we would probably accelerate the geographic expansion faster um, and do some other things in our talent development. But we're good. We're good with the pace we've got because it is what we can do with our money and our and our you know essentially our companies and its employee owners' money. Gosh, I, I've I've asked that question hundreds and hundreds of times, and I'm always I've always I, I always learned something, and I'm always fascinated. But I. I, again, I, I feel like we were, I feel like we were separated at birth a long time. We share a lot of the similar outlook on life. And granted, you, you've accomplished some things that I, I, I hope to say I, I, I'm have been able to do someday. But uh, just, what a unique perspective. And I, I think if if more people and organizations share that perspective, yeah, gosh, just imagine, just imagine the world that we would live in. Um, I, I love that. Uh, really, really appreciate that answer. Um, just two more questions for you. I know your your time is valuable and probably running a little bit long, but uh, you, some just I really appreciate the feedback you're providing today. Um, second to last question, Carrie, when you bring on someone into your organization, and I, I would say probably for your organization at, at any level, but um, you know when you think about an executive level leader, uh, if you were going to build or grow your team let's just say let's just say you were opening that international office um, and you were you were looking for an executive to basically build it manage it make it better what what differentiators would you look for uh, it's it's not hard to find degrees it's not hard to find years of experience but what are some of the differentiators you look for when you're hiring an executive level leader our brand identity, which sort of defines the type of people we hire, um, is that we are constant learners. So we use the phrase learn always. We are consistent and committed coaches. So we says coach more is the second phrase. And that we are givers of ideas into the marketplace uh, without worrying about compensation. So we use give back. And so we're looking for someone who has knowledge of how professional services consulting firms work, but they need to be a constant learner. They need to be someone who's committed to coaching and they need to be a giver. 
Um, and then, you know, what they can do is realize that they're going to join a firm that is different than any firm they've ever been a part of. And the best thing they can do is to not try and prove we made a good decision hiring them, but to trust us. We know that we did and to go learn how we do things. Because when you enter a new environment, you often don't realize that your old behaviors were based on a different context of a different company with different culture and different processes. And you want to prove how successful you are and you made a good decision. And we tell people, don't do that. Learn us. Learn us how we do things. And we'll invest a year of your learning in return for a 10, 15, 20-year run as a vice president. To, because that's the long-term value. We play the long-view game in those executive hires. Gosh, that was just refreshing. Um, Carrie, I have one more question for you. It wasn't on my original list, but uh, every time I asked you something, I, I just you, you get me pumped up. It's, it's I just I, I really do appreciate, and I, and I mean that sincerely, appreciate your leadership philosophy. Um, this question, again, on the fly, but... Uh, I, it just it, it occurred to me that I, I think anyone from any background, no matter what industry, no matter whether they're beginning their career, no matter whether they're 30 years into their career, um, whether they're perfectly happy with where they're at, they, they, they're fulfilled, or whether they're seeking fulfillment, um, what is just what is one piece of actionable advice that you would give anyone listening, regardless of function, industry level, role, aspiration? What's one piece of advice that you give anyone listening? that would help them advance their career or, 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 you know what, let's change that a little bit, help them advance their career and or attain more fulfillment. Just one. Wow. What a limitation. Uh, I say, well, Karen, if you've say got that, seven, let's do seven. No, <laughs> no, we won't do seven, but I'd say that, um, I'd say I would, I would go with, um, two advices, which, um, uh, well, maybe you know you need to you need to uh, learn a lot so that you understand what is happening around you and you're able to share thoughtful advice, well reasoned, good plans about how to react in those in those moments that take into account when I say learn not just learn the tactical side of doing the work but learn the people side so that your plans are made where the people who have to execute them know that you have taken their perspective into account because it's hard for people to follow your learned plans if you haven't learned what it matters what matters to them that happens within the plan love it thank you uh, very very much uh, I one quick thing I want to give an opportunity for for anyone who's listening Carrie uh, where can they go to learn more about uh, Pariveda Solutions and uh, as well as perhaps yourself? Uh, you can read about uh, myself, the executive team, and our company at parivedasolutions.com. Uh, and if anybody's interested, there's ways to connect, and I'm glad to answer any questions. We have an open forum internally and externally, so if anybody wants to reach out to me, it's carrie.stover at parivedasolutions.com. Well, very very generous, and I, I, I perused uh, Kerry's LinkedIn prior to this, and he's got a great, great piece. Uh, it's called, I Know You Believe You Understood What You Think I Said, and uh, it, it reinforces some of the points that have been made throughout our interview today on, on just the importance of perspective and communication, and 
Uh, Carrie, I, I really, I, I, I mean, my expectations were high just uh, you know doing some research on you, and uh, but but you 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 blew them out of the water, and I just want to say just personally and hopefully on behalf of everyone listening that just very very refreshing uh, to hear someone in your position with your philosophy, your mindset. I I I, I believe you're doing things the right way. Um, more importantly, I believe the people who are in the same room with you feel that way, and I can imagine how your clients feel as well. So uh, just a really humbled and appreciative that you would spare your valuable time with us today, and thank you so much for your insights, and can't wait, cannot wait to see uh, what happens in the future with Paraveda, and uh, we, we, we've gotten some inside look at at, uh, at how it's all, all made possible, and uh, just thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. It's been my honor to be here. Thank you. Wow. I don't care who you are, where you've worked, or what you've accomplished. Carrie just shared some pearls of wisdom that can inspire, challenge, and guide you to elevate your standard of excellence. His intelligence and integrity are off the charts to me, and I'm a huge fan of how he approaches life, work, and business. It just goes to show that there are some really amazing people companies, and opportunities all around you if you just take the time to look, listen, and learn. One episode in, and the bar's been set. It's going to be pretty tough to top that one, and I just want to thank Kerry again for being so gracious with his time. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or SoundCloud channels. If you frequent LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, or Twitter, search Meet Your Gig and follow us for additional exclusive content. You can also browse our blog, register for our free newsletter, and enroll in our exclusive free career empowerment training at www.meetyourgig.com. Since 2015, our innovative approach has enabled over a 1,000 purpose-driven executives to generate 20,000-plus meetings and interviews with C-level decision-makers, earn over 2,500 target jobs and clients, and boost cumulative income by over $12.5 million. Are you next? Take control of your career at meetyourgig.com. And lastly, if you have any job search, client acquisition, or career fulfillment questions or topics that you'd like us to cover, please email them to us at admin at meetyourgig.com, and we'll do our best to share solutions on an upcoming episode. Until next time.